the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today, we're looking at the progression of belief. Join us. Times of Refreshing, coming up next. I think, therefore, I am. Solid philosophical statement with a solid ending. There's no growth after that, right? From the Christian perspective, though, there is a progression of belief. That's what we're looking at today here on Times of Refreshing. You see, Christianity isn't an ascension to a belief in Jesus and then we leave it at that. No, there's a progression in our faith. There's a progression in our growth in Christ. And that is what we're looking at. Join us, Hebrews chapter 11, for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, from The Well here in Livermore. The progression of belief. All of us, if we're going to go anywhere with God, it takes faith. But faith is like a muscle. It begins to grow over a period of time as you have your contact with God, your intimacy with God, you have God's dealings in your life. It gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And so for all of us, we don't come into our walk with God just having immediate great faith. It takes time. God begins to show himself over a period of time. And you see this in the life of the nation of Israel. Progressively, God began to reveal more and more of himself uh, to them. And then ultimately, through his signs and wonders, through his personal dealings with Moses, through, through and you just go through their history, you see God revealing himself systematically over a period of time and it caused their faith to grow when they came out of egyptian captivity god through a series of events showed them that he could be trusted and for all of us god wants to reveal himself to us progressively over a period of time and as he does this what happens is like i've been saying our faith just begins to grow we begin to say my goodness remember what god did Man, he'll do it again. You remember how God spoke to me? He'll speak to me again. Remember how God touched me before he'll touch me again. Remember how he gave me wisdom in that moment? He'll do it again. And that's what happens. There's a progression of belief that all of us must continue to walk towards and embrace. It says here in Hebrews chapter 11, Verse 4 says, by, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he began, uh, he being dead, still speaks. It says here, wait a minute, did I, did I go to the right one? Wait a minute here. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. I did. Here we go. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. 
For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How many want to please God? It says here, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Look what he says, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Somebody say seek him. So we're not just seeking what he does. That's the problem with, with, with people that are saved and people that are unsaved. Sometimes we get so caught up in the gifts of God and the things God does and the things he provides that we forget about seeking him. Seeking who he is. Getting to know his ways, not just his deeds or his acts, but to know his ways. We get to know him as a person. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Faith is heaven's currency. If we want something from God, we've got to learn to release our faith. If we want to know more of God, we've got to believe that he exists. We have to go through this process. And now, like I said, it, it is progressive, but yet and still, we have to have a starting place. And to each man is been given the measure of faith. No one in this room can say that they don't have any faith. You may not have faith in God, but you have faith in something. So everyone has the ability to, to release faith. You have the measure of faith. Wherever you choose to use it, it's up to you. If we choose to use our faith in secular humanism or in this or in that, that's up to us, but to each man has been dealt the measure of faith. We have to use it towards God. Learn to believe God, to believe in God, and then watch God begin to reveal himself and release himself the way he wants to in our lives. Now, let's go to the book of John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And this is the chapter that I really wanted to get to. We see in this particular chapter... Jesus meeting a Samaritan woman. This is the woman at the well. And he begins to minister to her to the point to where she believes in him. And we pick the story up in verse 39. It says here, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Just write that down. Just underline that. Highlight it. It says in verse 42, Then they said to the woman, Now we believe... Not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I want to just stop right there. And so what happens is this. And as I'm meditating on this, this just kind of blew my mind. What happens for all of us, the Bible says that one plants, one waters, but God gives the what? <laughs> He gives the increase. God has sent us forth to go before him to plant seeds or to water the seeds 
of the truth of God's word and the truth of who God is to people. And over a period of time, we start to realize that we're not the closers of the deal. Ultimately, God is the closer of the deal. He's the one who has to personally reveal himself to a person for them to really cross over to the next phase of their walk with God. God uses us as, as, as messengers. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he uses us as messengers. But we have to realize that our part is just a part. Stop getting frustrated with people if they don't fall down and fall on the altar and give their life to Christ the first time you talk to them. Understand you're partnering with God and ultimately God wants them to have a living, breathing relationship with him and he wants them to know him. He wants them to know him. But it says in verse 39, look, it says, and many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him because, somebody say because, it says because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. So now God uses her. So much for saying God won't use women, huh? God uses her to minister to these people that are there. And the Bible says that they believed in the message because of the word or the testimony that came from her. And sometimes this is what happens with us. We, we, we believe the preacher. We believe because of what this person said and that person said. And let me say this to you. That is okay. That's part of the progression. That's part of getting to a place. That's why even when you have kids, our, ki- our children have to develop their own personal relationship with God. They learn from us and we teach them and then progressively and they believe a lot of times because of what we're saying and they trust us. And they, but then ultimately there has to be that transition. Somebody say transition. There has to be that transition and, and in life and in preaching and in ministry we have to see that. People are going to believe the word that is coming out of my mouth, out of your mouth. And God, through their faith, is going to draw them to himself. But we really don't find ourselves in true conversion until God begins to take his word and causes his word, the words you've been talking about, to come alive to them. This is how we go from being religious into a relationship. And God doesn't want us to just to be religious. He wants us to have a relationship. And progressively, God starts to build up our faith by sending messengers to us. But John the Baptist had it. He said, he must increase and I must decrease. He made it clear that when Jesus, that's the person you're supposed to be following. Ultimately, he's the one that's, he's the one I've been talking about. Now listen to him. Go with him now. Follow him now. Lead him now. I mean, I mean let him lead you now. And let, let him do what he's trying to do in your life. And this is what happens for all of us. It says they believed the word. They believed in him because of the word of the woman. Praise God. That's part of it. But it doesn't stop. Look what it says here. It says, so when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days, and many more believed 
because of his own word. And this is the next step. This is the next step. If we're doing our job as preachers and ministers of the gospel, if you're doing your job as an ambassador for Christ, if we are doing the work of an evangelist, we're not just drawing people to ourselves. We're helping them to find him. Can I have an amen, y'all? We're helping our kids to find him. We're helping. And the, the thing that happens, though, is this. If you are insecure, instead of letting people find him, what we do is we try to get people to cling to us because it makes us feel better when we have people all next to us. Telling us we're this, we're that. But John the Baptist understood that this isn't about me. This isn't about you. It's about God. Can I have an amen? And this woman, she, she sowed the seeds that would help to bring people to that point. Well, ultimately, they heard, them, them, they heard him themselves. And that's what we need. We need a church full of people that are starting to tap into the mind of God. We need a, a church full of people that have developed such intimacy with God that they, that, they, that they can go through a trial and not always feel like they have to call the church. But first, they call on Jesus. And if Jesus leads you to the church, praise God. Now, I'm not saying we want people to call the church. But, but I, the point I'm trying to make is, is that we're not your saviors. We need counsel. In the multitude of counsel, there's safety. And we want all those things. But we should never place man in a position in our lives that God never ordained for them. We want you to hear him. And this is the progression of belief. When we get to the place where, yeah, I love people speaking into my life. And I need counsel. I need people to lay hands on me. I need people to pray for me. I need people to, to anoint me. I need people to oil and pray. I, need, I love all that. The Bible tells us to do all that. But there's a place in our lives that no one should ever have. And what happens to us is, is that God begins to teach us the value of hearing him. So they begin to believe on another level as they begin to hear his words. And hearing his words isn't just, it's not always an audible voice. It's not always, you know, well, I heard God speak to me. It's, no, no, no. No, I read my, I picked up my Bible. And when I started reading my Bible, the Bible just came alive. And that scripture just popped off the page. And I knew it wasn't just something that John wrote. And it wasn't something that Matthew wrote. And it wasn't something that Moses wrote. And it wasn't something that John, that John wrote. It wasn't something that the Apostle Paul wrote. When I start to read the Bible, I knew that it was the hand of God. Oh, my goodness. It was the hand of God that put this together. This isn't just a dead book. But God starts to speak to you through the scripture and you start to hear him. And now I believe because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now I believe not just because of what the preacher said, but when I started reading for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. But have, and it, it just came alive. As if God were speaking to me right there on the spot. 
And this is what should happen for all of us. It's the progression that, that men hand you over. God says for us to be fishers of men and, and we go out and fish and we bring the catch in. But then we hand it over. We don't draw it just to ourselves. We don't draw people just to ourselves. We, we start to work ourselves out of a job. Can I have an amen? Man, I used to, I remember I had to tell them where the book of John was. And now look at them. They know every book of the Bible. They've been reading and studying and look at them. Now they don't even call me no more. Can I have an amen, y'all? They don't even ask me anymore. They all up in the book of Revelations. They don't know what they're talking about, but they in there though. Look at them. They, they're growing and maturing. And I remember when I used to change their spiritual diapers. And now look at them. They all on fire for God and they up in here shouting. I remember we had to cast the devil out of them. And now they up here casting the devil out of somebody else. Look at them growing and maturing in their faith. I remember they used to couldn't believe God for anything. But now they believe God for everything. They're just growing and maturing. And now they're hearing the voice of God. They're allowing the God to minister to them. They're making decisions based on the word of God. Because now God's words have come alive to them. They're fasting now. They're praying hard. They're praying for their families. Look at what God is doing in their life. And now we see them growing. And what happens, saints, this is what should happen in the church. The problem that we've had is we have such a religious atmospheres in the church. And that's seen by people going through the motions of church, but they're not really growing and getting to know his voice. Growth doesn't come just because I know how to run a service. Growth doesn't come just because we know how to come to church and this is what our religious thing that we do. And we should come to church. We should be in the house of God all the time. But that's just to help me to get closer to him. Not just because I'm punching my ticket. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then, and then you start to see the true depth and weight and glory that God has placed upon the church by how close people are beginning to get to him and how they're growing in their faith. And you watch it and you see. And so what happens here, I love this, many more believed because of his own word. God starts to speak to people. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said. It's not just because of what the preacher said. I had my own encounter with him. Can I have an amen? And that's what stabilizes us. That's what keeps us. It's, it's, if the preacher can say one thing, but when he interjects and he gets down into my life, I can't deny him. I can't say he doesn't exist. I can't say it was just what mama said or daddy said. And now I can say it was my own experience and nobody can tell me different. I met Jesus. Can I have, Woo! this makes me want to shout in here right now. I had my encounter with God. 
And it changed my life. And now I believe at a whole nother level. This level is okay. It's necessary. But God invade my life and use me. It says, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of, he says, the world. He says, and now he says, we know. There's a place of knowing that comes as a result of us releasing our faith progressively in God and God beginning to reveal himself. That becomes, now listen to me y'all, it becomes a point of no return in your walk with Christ. It becomes a point of no return. It's too late, devil. He revealed himself to me. And what happens is this becomes the bedrock and it becomes a force in our lives when we get to this point where progressively we begin to believe. I believe what you said. He encountered me now. And the Apostle Paul could never deny the impact that Jesus had on his life when he was riding on his beast and Jesus appeared to him and knocked him off his beast, spoke to him. Moses could never deny the impact that he had when he walked up to that burning bush and God ministered to him and gave him insight into his purpose. Abraham could not deny, he could never deny when he had his encounter with the Lord. David could not deny when he had his encounter with the Lord. And I can go through point after point. You say, well, they saw him physically. But it doesn't matter if you saw him physically. The issue is, did he appear to you? Did he reveal himself to you? That's the issue. Did he make himself known to you? In God in our lives, this is what he wants to do. He wants us to get to a place where our faith is not just based on what we see with these eyes. It's how he's impacted us and his word coming alive to us. You you and I can read this Bible. We can hear people preach. We can shout and dance. We can see, you know, crowds swaying and, and moving because of the power of someone preaching the gospel and preaching a message. But until God chooses to turn the lights on, it's just a song and a dance. Can I have an amen? God wants to turn the lights on for every person in this room. But without faith, even the little bit that you have, it is is impossible to please God. Those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So this woman, she comes and she tells him the best that she can. All she's doing is preparing the way. Jesus comes on the scene and then he gives the complete understanding and he enlightens and he awakens. And that's our job as a church. That's what we should be looking to do. Not have a place in people's life that has not been ordained by God for us. But to under, and everyone should have that understanding that they have a part to play in my life. But ultimately their job is to help me to get to hear him. And to know him. And to fall in love with him. Not just come to church. Not just dance. Not have just good fancy music. 
Not just serve. I'm coming to church. I'm going to serve. Well, how come you don't go in and hear the word of God? Well, you know, I, I, I do, but I only come when I'm supposed to serve, though. So you only come to church when you're serving. Some of y'all looking kind of. We should never just come to church just to serve. We want to also come because I want to I want to develop my relationship with God and I want God to speak to me. This isn't just a religious thing that we do. Can I have an amen, y'all? From this moment on, you don't hear anything else about the Samaritan woman. Why? Because she's done her job. You start to hear more about Jesus because he's trying to continue to do his job in our lives. Thanks this morning with this simple message. I want to remind you to get closer to him, to fall in love with him. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.